Well, I listened to your album. Um, now you'll have to help me pronounce the name of the project. Yeah, it's a, a Lieber Arshalulo. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I made it up, uh, the word, but it's it's like a combination. Uh, well, it's the Latinate term for uh, a dragonfly, oh. uh, which is uh, Libelula. And then I just put the arc, arch in there because I wanted to. Uh, and <laughs> That's as I good a reason as any. Uh, yeah, a dragonfly bends in the middle. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've just had some some uh, nice kind of like confirmation moments with dragonflies is maybe a, a way of putting it. And so make, make, giving a nod to that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so the music I listened to while sketching, I told you, mm -hmm. which is really all the kind of music that I'm looking for lately. Uh, music can that can be there to support another thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a whole whole topic we've been exploring on the podcast, but uh, it's very appropriate for that sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Sketching, sh you should be relaxed because you like, especially when you're going in details and you have a tendency to like grip your pencil, like, you know, like it's trying to run away or something and you need to be able to be relaxed and to have to have nice lines. So your mm -hmm. music really helped me do that. But Excellent. It's in the tradition of that Brian Eno described as uh, ambient music being possible to ignore, but sophisticated when you pay attention to it. That's I I, I hope that's a fair description. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's that feels about right. Um, well, I was able to weave in and out. Mm -hmm. with my consciousness when it, when i needed it right so yeah once in a while or a little sound will be especially pleasing and then and then it'll draw you in but you're mm -hmm. it lets you get out if you need to it doesn't yeah. command yeah. you to listen yeah that's great i mean i i've when i was when i was making it i just honestly just just kind of let it happen that's that's the the approach i've taken with this project in particular, um, just letting the music flow. Like the, the very first tracking that I did was I, I hung, um, from my dogwood tree in the backyard, some, uh, train fasteners and spikes. That's, that's the train chimes mm. in the, in the title. Um, and just hung them in a certain array and pushed them and, let them do their thing uh and then started adding layers from there <laughs> the next layer hence the, the title of the of that album train chimes climbs the attic charter the attic i just i pulled on the the door uh to get up to the attic and that's where you hear those that's screeching in the first track hmm. it's it's really what that was about just those are the first two tracks um because I'd wanted to use that the the attic sound for a long time, just finally got around to it, and uh, yeah, um, started adding the roads and think keyboard and uh, which I don't really have like a proficiency in per se. I just kind of I I play as a drummer, 
hmm. and percussionist uh, just kind of that sounds all right I, i'll hit i'll keep hitting it so yeah that's been yeah. my the majority of my music career has consisted of exactly that yeah <laughs> yeah very good yeah well i did find that there, there, there was a theme also with the tracks you sent me that you're working on for the next mm -hmm. project, a theme of kind of space. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't mean space, 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 like alien space, but I mean space, the places we, you occupy. Mm -hmm. And I did get a sense that there were like sounds that were made musical by the adding of instrumentation and 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 melody and and, and pattern mm -hmm. but the, the sounds that are made musical are kind of uh chaotic but pleasant they they remind me of sounds of just living around in a space where whether it's in a field or next to a street or in a room it, mm -hmm. It, am I imagining that there was some sort of intent there or I well I'm I'm doing all the recording uh at home in my living room uh and I so uh, one of the other like kind of through lines through the project it's not every track uh on the on the new new, new thing but is is the utilization of field recordings mm -hmm. um and so in with this one in particular uh, the, the new one I'm working on yeah there's there's field recordings that are from around my house uh so about a year ago April um I was I was out in the yard and we have uh we have quite a quite an avian chorus in our around our house and uh the, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a bird called a tohi mm. This is a yeah. This is the eastern towhee. Uh, it's like a it's a really pretty bird. It's black, white, and and got like an orange breast. Um, but it's got that kind of harsh tweet sound that it does. And so I think one of the tracks that I had sent you, uh, it features that um, the towhee. And then that's what I played to. That's that was the first thing I, um, you know, put in the project, and then just started recording from there. So yeah, there is that, and then there's a number of of songs too where I just went ahead and uh, left the door open, had the screen door going. Uh, so you're gonna pick up a few things from that, uh, wind chimes and uh, some cars here and there. But um, yeah, I it it definitely isn't meant to be out of the living space. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, I, I mean, part of it too is being like a musician on a on like a no budget <laughs> sort of deal, and so I, I have what I have, and I, I use it, you know. And it's the that's the space I'm in. Well, what I do like about the way that you and some other artists go about it, you know, with field recordings, and um, it feels it gives a casual atmosphere, and it, it feels less like a product. Mm -hmm. like just overworked or something like that it's very loose and yeah casual and relaxing and mm -hmm. um you know there's there's so much bombardment in in a consumerist world of 
everything is designed like ads are just like an ad that you will see for five seconds is poured over for hours by a team of people and everything's yeah super overthought and whereas like if you oh i like these wind chimes and oh this is the wind coming through the window is nice and just kind of being able to flow with that yeah uh, it's kind of anti-product i i like it oh great yeah that's that's great well you you mentioned like the flow like this i so the the bulk of the the recording i've just done was done in april uh and i'm still uh, I'm in the process now of, of adding some friends. Uh, you know, they're they're recording some parts for me. But yeah, the April here, and I live in East Tennessee, uh, Northeast Tennessee, like the upper corner of the state. And we had winds coming through, starting late late March, but then kind of throughout April, uh, that that were unlike winds I've ever seen. Like living here. Um, you know, if, if you'd asked me like five years ago, I would have, you know, gone on some sort of like Twitter rant about it. But I've I've moved on from there. Like I'm not <laughs> anyway. I used I used to be very concerned about the weather. Let's just put it that way. But anyway, um, this was just it was just something I I couldn't not notice. The, these winds were were forceful and they just kept coming. Um, so I played with them. That's kind of <laughs> uh, that's. Uh, just let them let them come through and just I guess I listened a little bit but mostly just played with them mm-hmm. uh, and hence having like the door open and uh, and things like that uh, it was um, yeah I, I, I couldn't I, I just felt like I, ha- I couldn't miss that opportunity to, to play with the wind in that way mm-hmm. that shows a, a desire to listen you know mm-hmm. uh, and on the podcast we've been a lot, doing a lot of you know thinking of you know how music is more than we assume it to be it's not not just on a radio or in a studio or it's not just instrumentation there is something musical about uh, the way we experience life mm-hmm. so to kind of pay attention to what's going on and uh, integrating it into your musical practice yeah uh, definitely I'm on board with that yeah well it's not to like you know you're just I, I appreciated the comment about the it's not a product I will say too like there is an element of like kind of soundtrack to mm. to the music that I think mm. I I mean that the the first album which you've listened to I mean I do have like a might say like a feature length uh music video project that went along with it and part of that came out of like just listening to the music and it 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 felt like a soundtrack music to an extent mm-hmm. and so uh i had a few opportunities just to be to be out um in some really beautiful spaces and with the my wife and i had just gotten a new camera <laughs> uh prior to we were going to be taking a our, a belated honeymoon to to Hawaii and uh so we wanted like a camera that could do go underwater and things like that so I just you know just again playing with those elements uh got out there and just did some shots when I was out on the river with my my brother-in-law and his wife 
and um, yeah, just kind of, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just that uh, there was, there is that element of just kind of um, responding to where you're at and with, and just with that, that kind of creation. Um, that's what I was yeah trying to do. Hmm. Yeah. Now you um, mentioned uh, budgetary restrict restrictions. Now are you? I know you're a musician in a, a number of other projects. Mm -hmm. um, to and you work. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, are you? Are you? So sorry. It's, maybe it's a untoward question but are you a working musician a professional musician in terms of like in the sense of i earn money with this i let's put it this way i i in parallel to my my music career i've always had a a career that was paying the bills hmm. um and so i've never i've never necessarily lost money on the music or then basically the music gets to pay for it does pay for itself hmm. um but it's never been the kind of thing that i knew i wanted to be what was going to pay the bills hmm. um so i up until well this is this kind of uh, is how we our acquaintance began um a, a little over a year ago uh like late late winter of 2022 i did quit a, a my position i with a with the hospital system in in our area i had been a, a hospice chaplain for a decade um and so that that's what you know i i and that career was not necessarily something when i got into it that i was like this is the career that i'm i'm building myself up for but you know i'd I had finished a, a master's of divinity and needed some work. And that was a type of professional, uh, you know, religious type of work that was available. And so I pursued that. So I, I did that in parallel to the music. Um, Cause all along that same time that I, I was in a couple primarily two bands at that time. Um, and same thing with that. Most, all of the guys, we were all working jobs and would, we would tour when we could like brief little stints. I was able to make uh, things work where I, I never had to work on Fridays cause I was playing so many gigs. I worked that out with my employer, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, Kind of goes back i wonder too like th this is some stuff i've been reflecting on and um where i i grew up um in schools that were fine arts magnet schools in indiana um elementary school was uh chock full of uh like plays and musicals and choir and then I then middle we, school. Uh, just provide a little bit of context for the listeners and for yeah. my, myself too. Yeah. Uh, can you, what is a fine art 
magnet school. Like I, sure. I get the picture, but I would like a bit more of a... Sure. Yeah, I think the, the, the magnet school programs from the, my, the best of my understanding, uh, they're kind of go back to uh, the time of um, integration in U.S. public schools. So I was uh, they in Fort Wayne, which is the town I spent my childhood, uh, Indiana, they. There was a couple there was a few schools that were in the, the inner city. Um, whereas I kind of lived on, lived in the more suburban part of, of, of Fort Wayne and they would ship us in. Uh, so it was, it goes back to, to that. And so they, they created some, you know, sort of specialized programs, uh, at some of the schools. I think there were a few magnet schools, programs that were more focused in the, in the STEM kind of things, but the school's the stuff that was, um, so this is, you know, the, uh, I started elementary school, I guess in 89. So late eighties yeah. through, through the nineties, th- that, that was the time frame here. And through um, the going of this specific kind of school, you were influenced, uh, in an artistic direction as your speculation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, and I'm not, it's not like a, I don't necessarily look at it at all negatively. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I continue to do it and I love doing it, but there is this, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to parse out for myself these days. How much did that send me in a certain direction and the way that I, um, kind of have been so willing to do artistic things for little to no pay that's, <laughs> it's it's basically what i was trained to do like from a young age because it's it, it's all it's you're just like this um you know you're being told that you're being educated but basically you're also being made to be a um i don't know the the entertainment for for everyone and then you you know, you get start to get all those dopamine hits for the applause and all that kind of stuff at a young age. You know, I was, I was here. That's what you do. And, and it's also always hinted at this is just an extracurricular activity. Yes. Even though it's like the focus of the, of the school, it's, extra, <laughs> it's, it's extracurricular. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of created a pattern in my life. Like I'm always doing the curriculum but I'm yes. also always doing the extracurriculum right. and that's what I, that's what I care about more. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's been one of those interesting patterns that yeah, uh, yeah. I see what in my life. Mean. And yeah. then there's kind of something dissonant about that because you're, you're taught that it's, if it's of special significance because you get, uh, you know, you get, it's kind of like the, the, the spotlight in a way. Mm-hmm. You're on, on a stage, so it's what you're doing is of special significance because the engineers don't do their work on a stage and get applause, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're told what you're doing is really of secondary value, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're and when there is a global pandemic, you are non-essential. Right. declared non-essential by the state. However, mm-hmm. you're celebrated 
with these great spectacles on TV and at the at the Super Bowl and so forth. There's something mm-hmm. very dissonant about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a really good insight. And I, I'd never I'd never realized that's that's a really good diagnosis. Yeah, I'm, I'm again I I'm okay with it. I'm not I'm not mad about it. I I I don't think that even any of the the educators that were involved had they weren't thinking about this kind of stuff. It's just no. what they do. And it's the right. same thing like when I was working in in medicine for the, you know, again I I was a, a non medical uh you know, discipline which is probably why I was able to see things the way I did <laughs> in in the long run. Um I was already wanting to be out before all the 2020 stuff kicked in. Um, just didn't have an opportunity, basically. Um, but anyway, I most the nurses, you know, they got into that because they wanted to help people, and this was the thing that they were told was going to help people. Same with educators; they they're often this is the way that we keep things moving along, you know, and we gotta we gotta rear everyone up and you know uh i know that you're you're in in canada but we have relatively parallel uh <laughs> histories you know uh, canadians and americans and just this kind of i don't know i feel like we're in this moment of decline it's what's going to happen it's what always happens yeah. um but you know i eventually people will start seeing that uh for now, I just, I'm just, I am content to, to try to make some beautiful things mm-hmm. in the meantime. That's kind of where I've, I don't want to have any, I don't want to have bitterness about all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is definitely something I've had to work through, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've all had to work through things, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let me just think about all of, all of those things. So the music is sort of a, a note of grace uh, for something that's dying. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack music for it. Mm-hmm. You well, know, but if if your music is the soundtrack for the decline of civilization, there's if I have to live through the end of a civilization. I want to live through the one whose soundtrack is your music. Because well, <laughs> it that's sounds great. pretty relaxing and maybe even a bit of a relief. <laughs> great. That's great. Well, you know, I will have to say that, I mean, a lot of that probably does come from my 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 chaplaincy time. Uh, mm. And and I, I've reflected on this a good bit because, you know, again, doing this chaplaincy work and then in parallel with with pursuing a kind of a music career, um the the thing that's the that was as as a drummer i always felt like the drummer is there to um provide some something of like a foundation for the conversation in which the conversation takes place like i never i never played as like the drummer that needed to be heard per se Mm. if that makes sense like i was there and just created like the backbone 
mm-hmm. for 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 all the conversation to take place because i was in a band with uh five other guys and everyone had a part and we we you know we it was well arranged you know folk rock rock music um and that i don't know it, it factored into the way that i also did my chaplaincy work because hmm. for the most part when you're in like a medical chaplaincy situation i was a hospice worker so again the <laughs> end of a civilization and end of a life it's you know i they they kind of um there's plenty of parallel there for me and it's it's not scary mm-hmm. uh basically um so you just for most of it is about just showing up and being present mm-hmm. and and li- and listening you know you do your brief introductions and people are going to talk or they're not going to talk you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's the same, same sort of thing with, with music. Um, this current project though, the, the Libra Shalulo, uh, stuff that's, it's kind of been an opportunity for me to have like musical conversations with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there's been particular songs, especially with the, with the, the, the new stuff I'm working on where, um, I kind of, after I've, you know, I, I'm doing it all uh, improvisationally, but after I've tracked something, I do have to wonder, well, where did, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, where, uh, what part of my life just, just poured out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's uh, one of the tracks I sent you just to, to piggyback a little bit back on uh, talking about like the, my, young education background there's a uh, i have like this cheap glockenspiel that was given mm-hmm. to me i think i was in middle school at the time and i uh, i there'd been occasion for for this uh for kind of a reunion of this uh, little traveling acting troupe i'd been a part of in, in elementary school and so i think it was in that context that it, you know i saw my old drama teacher and she just had this thing laying around, wasn't going to be using it. And so given to me as a gift. And so I've had it, you know, for what some 30 some years now. And it's not had a lot of use, but like the way I I, I played it, it's only on one piece. But like I had when I listened back, I was like, where did, where did that come from? Because there's like these like really like little plate, like um, almost like um elementary school kids you know running around on the the playground kind of vibe to the parts that just came out you know with the with the brass mallets on that thing um like it sounds like someone's teasing someone or you know (laughs) it's a little and that's not my style per se but then there there it came out um yeah so there's there's been those little those little conversations have been taking place um in the music uh yeah and and so whereas you know in in all the bands that was never my role to to get the conversation started i just was there to maintain it and so it's been it's been an interesting to to get a little bit into the composition kind of aspect and like saying all right this these are actually my songs not all of our songs 
that's that's been it's been interesting because the the yeah the project the first the first album came out after I had left a band that that was very you know had a lot of meaning to me and it was after I left in 2021 um, just because of I kind of saw some of the just what was going to be ahead and I you know didn't really want to be a part of of some of that um wonderfully though the the woman that I played for I uh, we've been able to work through things and she's actually going to be on this new album um oh great and it, it's so it's been yeah there's been a lot of cool things and um it's good to work with her again um and to it's been a good growing experience for both of us in that sense too so anyway the um yeah because i was 2020 was going to be like the year you know for for that project we were going to i was going to be all over the place um it was going to actually look it was starting to look like maybe there was a chance that this is what i was going to do <laughs> that was my that was actually my way out of uh out of the hospital system and um but anyway there were other plans so <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people had to grieve some uh some dreams they had or goals they had that just weren't going to happen mm -hmm. um there was hopefully a, uh, enough people have grieved through that and kind of accepted it because otherwise we could have a pretty bad uh collective consciousness crisis on our hands yeah yeah and i'm still kind of waiting to see what that's the case I will say that, like, you know, like having done that grieving and uh, and worked through that, it's it has, you know, opened up, you know, some good things for me. I mean, the also in 2020, my uh, my wife and I, we got married in, in uh, May of 2020. So uh, like right there, it, <laughs> it was but right. You know, we had all the opportunity to to see all that we were going to lose. Right. Um and then it ended up being a beautiful ceremony and uh and, and all and and all that and then later in the year um we uh decided to form a band so <laughs> you know the music still kept coming like that wasn't yeah i think i don't think that would have happened per se without all the other stuff so we we just started jamming um in our our house um and then thought well we should invite someone over to to join us and we we play with this uh my wife's Aaron and we we uh formed the band with a guy named Isaac Ratliff who's fantastic musician all around and uh younger guy and it's just been I don't know it's been really fun to see that and like to that's another project that's allowed me to to explore other aspects of my musical self because uh it's we play more like low key events, you know, wineries and some restaurants and uh, just kind of background music, yeah. uh, American standards, jazz, R and B. And we're, we're, we're working on like a, our first EP with originals. And that's kind of allowed me an opportunity to do a little bit more of the production of an album. Yeah. Uh, that's involves a lot of other moving pieces than just myself, like with this other stuff. So I mean, there's there's been all sorts of I don't know good opportunity to come out of 
all of the craziness that's that's also been surrounding us so that's great yeah so being involved in the in the church you were a musician in the church at times i mean i yeah i so my family moved right before i started high school uh to another state uh and we growing up i hadn't we my family didn't go to church a whole bunch um and then it was kind of decided we were going to start going <laughs> and for me i i i really latched on to it um and i don't know that there was just something about the about the youth group setting that just kind of clicked for me and and then in that context eventually i'd be it gave me an opportunity to play drums because that was one of those churches that did the kind of what's known as praise and i don't know what your background is with really with all the like uh church kind of stuff but there's like praise and worship music and so it's drums and electric guitars and all that stuff and yeah so i got into that um eventually formed my first original music band too with some of the guys from the from the youth group um played the the front range colorado christian coffee shop circuit uh, <laughs> that was that was my first like go at like you know booking well i think joel did most of the booking for that but anyway we were writing writing original music and uh then yeah there was the church stuff and then i I ended up here in Tennessee to go to college and um, similar sort of thing where it was, it is, it was a Christian uh, college. Now it's a university. That's, that's another story. Uh, there would be opportunities again, kind of praise and worship. And so like some worship leader would, would get me to play drums once they found out there, I was a drummer <laughs> and then similar to like high school, like by the time at the end of of college, I had started playing in some bands again and writing, writing music. But I also was a part of um, forming a, was a certain type of more contemplative oriented uh, worship service that kind of utilized, uh, it was liturgical, but then we had a little bit of like a almost like a gospel contemplative sound. And so I primarily myself and uh, a pianist were the, like the musicians for that. And I, I mean, I go back to, to that time. That was an important time of like, kind of for me to like, kind of, I don't know, I honed in a, a certain type of style and learned to be able to play in, in any it's it's hard to be a drummer that can play low key, <laughs> mm. uh, and that's where I really learned to do that. Um, just kind of this uh, quiet, contemplative style drumming, which was uh, it's pretty cool. So um, eventually, I wasn't a part of that, you know, any longer, and am really currently not no no longer attending. Uh, a church that kind of had some that's still part of some grief work I'm working on hmm. uh, 
just because I just it was hard to see the way that the congregation responded uh, to yeah this the situation <laughs> that we we all faced um, just very fear based uh, and it was pretty pretty challenging to witness so anyway um yeah so that is my background but not currently doing it but i guess I, it finds a little bit of its way into some of the the music i have been making uh especially the first album i would say well and that i'll also make a quick note too that that music was somewhat inspired by when when i would go into hospital rooms there was a kind of like a channel on the on the TVs is <laughs> known as the, the care network. Mm. I'm not sure if you've ever there it there is like a it's a it's a network of sort of uh yeah kind of contemplative music and they would pair it with nature. Okay. Flowing flowers and all that kind of stuff. And so the the I've kind of taken a little bit of that aesthetic mm. and work, worked with it a little, you know, uh, kind of messed around with it a little bit. Mm. So, anyway. Yeah. So there is a sort of, I was going to ask you about that, but it seems like you're sort of at least started answering the question. There is a thread from when you were music, doing music in church seems like besides school seemed to have been, kind of uh where you were most active as a musician and yeah yeah and then you kind of springboarded you into all this other musical stuff but it sounds like there's a thread uh with your faith and music being intertwined it's just maybe a, a bit of a different place right now yes yeah i would certainly say that's the case yeah hmm. yeah because uh there's a difference between praise and contemplation. Mm -hmm. I think it's the difference between speaking and listening. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and, and so is yeah. Going back to that that more contemplative service, I'm I always just remember just trying to like I, I if there was something I was doing that I was doing, it was trying to be a conduit by which to have the space that we are all sharing together to be a place where people could, you know, contemplate and listen, you know, for, for the voice of God, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, that's, that's why conceivably why we people show up to, to such things. So, you know, didn't want my, uh, playing and just be some sort of distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> they were there to, yeah. Um, create an atmosphere of uh, peace and contemplation and prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me think about all that again. So what do you hope for in the future with your music? <laughs> I'd really like a hip hop artist to sample it. 
Oh yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 like my one. I'll just throw that one that one out there. Um, you know, I am finally starting to perform a little bit with this with this solo project, and that's been fun. So my, I'll take some gigs here and there if they afford themselves. But like I, I, I was just having this conversation with my my buddy um, Patrick, who uh, the the two bands that I mentioned having been part of like for the past decade, he was in both of them. We we lived together in, in a house. We called it this manor. Our band was called this mountain. Uh, and so the four of the six guys lived together. Patrick, anyway. So I went over to uh, he lives over the mountain now, and I went over there yesterday to track him. And we were just chatting about what does it even mean to gig anymore? Uh, you know, having, we were just, you know, thinking out loud a little bit about that. And um, basically, music's always going to be here. I'm going to always do it. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a, like any kind of set goal. Uh, I don't know it'd be i'd like for people to hear it if they you know if it comes their way but there's so much of the so much of the sharing of music has become gamified yeah <laughs> and it's not a game i really care to play all that much mm -hmm. um so it's just kind of like if 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 the if the sound kind of organically gets around to people then it gets around to people i mean even even the, the way that our conversation is taking place, you know, it was like over a year ago, I wrote into the guys at Grimerica because I had some interesting synchronicities that involved them and involved like the me preparing to release an album involved me quitting my job. Um, all those sorts of things came together and it was enough to like pique your interest. So, you know, that that to me sounds that's kind of organic. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much my approach to it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes so, these things that uh, are gamified, it's more like, uh, you, I think you, you say you don't want to play that game, but usually the game ends up playing you. Exactly. So yeah. you don't want to be played. Yeah. It sounds like you're looking for something uh, authentic and meaningful. Not that like a professional career can't be but uh oh no it, it, it certainly can be and there's and you just have to have the fortitude for it and you know yeah some people thread the needle mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was um, thinking uh what do you think of the idea you don't have to what do you think of the idea of playing the album in behind this podcast um as in like it's just kind of there yeah um, i'd i'd be game for that <laughs> speaking again no i i i would like that that that'd be that'd be kind of nice um, i think so yeah yeah um yeah that'd be that'd be really cool um cool well let's do um traditional closing question we can keep having sure. a conversation after but uh yeah yeah, so you know this one because uh, I know you've listened to a few of the episodes. Uh, yeah. What should people listen to? 
first the birds not the band but the the ones that are out there um second the wind and uh man i'm at a toss-up honestly it's i have definitely thought about this um Part of me just want, wants to say cocktoo twins, although my wife will hate hate me saying that. <laughs> she's not she's not a fan, but I I was listening to that a lot um, in the making of the first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just something going on there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, a guy named Chris Knowles. Yeah, and yeah, and so he maybe he's got some interesting theories about her. And anyway. Uh, I, as that is Elizabeth Fraser, the cartoons. So I'd say that, but also actually, uh, the the recordings of um, Gurchev by uh, by Hartman, hmm. the, the the piano recordings. Uh, I would say listen to those. Yeah, there's Great. there's just some, there was something that yeah that that brought something out of me when I. Heard that. So. Yeah, those are great picks. Yeah. yeah. Top four right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>